Luke 11.1 1. Now Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. Hello, and welcome back to Think This Way. This is the podcast of Faith Bible Church, and I am one of the pastor elders here. My name is Bryce. Your phone may have autocorrected my name to Bruce. I will also go by that, but my name is actually Bryce, and I'm excited to be with you. You only have me today. We'll have guests on all except two episodes this quarter, Lord willing. But I just wanted to start today myself because we're beginning a new quarter. We have quarterly focuses here at FBC, and we just finished one on the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, but personally, I found that quarterly focus so refreshing, truly, more than I anticipated that I would. And so I'm committed, of course, just because the focus is no longer on the Holy Spirit in our quarterly focuses doesn't mean that we cease to focus on Him. But we are beginning a new quarterly focus now, and it will be this month of April and then the next two months. And this quarterly focus is prayer. Just as a reminder or even an introduction, if you're not aware, these quarterly focuses that we've started doing at Faith Bible Church we began last year. They operate mainly behind the scenes in helping us in leadership. The elders make decisions about where to focus our teaching. You only have so much bandwidth, and you're probably pretty busy. And so we've been trying to be thoughtful about that and collect as many different teachings in the church as we can, not all of them, but just as many as we can and focus them in the same direction once every three months so that in the course of three years, we'll have covered all of the major parts of the Christian life. For that reason, we are now on prayer. The rest of this year will be focused, I guess you could say, on building on the foundation of last year. We talked about the Holy Spirit, who's essential in our Christian life. Prayer is also essential. We'll talk about personal holiness next quarter, and then at the end of the year, the local church. So by the end of this year, with these focuses or these foci, hopefully we'll be well-equipped for just daily life in the body of Christ. Now, with this focus, before I get started today in discussing what is prayer, I just want to mention a few other things. One is that in keeping with this focus, we have a book available for purchase in the foyer. It's for sale at cost. We don't make any money on this, but we just wanted to make it available to you. It is called A Praying Life by Paul Miller. And it's a book that I read, oh, maybe six or seven years ago. And when I read it six years ago, I thought that was a decent book. (laughs) And uh, I laugh because I read it again last month in preparation for this quarter, and I thought, that is the best book on prayer I've ever read. I don't think the book has changed. I have changed, and I do find it such a helpful book, not only because it has tips on how to pray in a practical way, but more because it goes beneath prayer to the attitudes of our heart toward God, which often hinder prayer, things like cynicism and doubt and really deals with those. So I highly recommend it. If you're not reading anything right now, I would highly recommend picking up a copy of A Praying Life. If you read electronically, you could find it on Kindle or whatever. But pick up a copy of that and read along this quarter. It is excellent and refreshing. The podcasts this quarter are all going to be on prayer. We are going to talk about things like, if God is sovereign, why should we pray? We will talk about when God answers no to prayer. And some of the practicals of prayer, like how long should we pray? Can I pray throughout the day? Flare prayers, where you just throw up prayers. What times of day should I pray? Should I pray on my knees, sitting, standing? We will talk about a lot of different things. 
Lord willing, we'll have two guests from within Faith Bible Church and one guest from outside of Faith Bible Church, but that's what you can look forward to. We're also working on getting a blog going. That was the project assigned to me at our last elder cabin getaway, and uh, I'm working on it, okay? So Lord willing, we'll have a blog here soon, which will also deal with prayer. So with that introduction out of the way, just briefly, I want to talk about what is prayer. The interesting thing with prayer in the Bible is that you don't ever find a definition of it, ever, to my knowledge. Let me know if you do. I don't think there is a clear, explicit definition of prayer in the Bible in any one passage. It's a bit like the Trinity. Prayer is just assumed everywhere in the Bible. It's not defined any, in any one place, but it's assumed everywhere. People just pray. It is there and there is a sort of naturalness to it as if we should already know what it is. So when you're reading the Bible, if you start in Genesis, Adam and Eve walk with God in the cool of the day of the garden and they just talk with him and God just speaks with them. That conversation in the early chapters of Genesis is prayer, basically. And again, it's not defined. They just start talking to each other. As you go along, for example, later you get into like Solomon, his famous prayer to the Lord for wisdom, which happens in a dream. But also when he's dedicating the temple, he stands up, lifts his hands and offers a prayer to God. So again, it's just assumed there it is. Everyone understands we pray. And in the New Testament, that passage I began with, Jesus' disciples actually came to him. And even though they assumed prayer, They were in that context where they pray. Still, they wanted to hear it from Jesus himself, and they said, teach us to pray. Now, I won't go on and on about this, because if you want to hear more about prayer in the Bible, then just come to Faith Bible Church at 9 a.m. for our adult Sunday school class, adult Christian education. The one that will be happening in room 127 is Dan Gelock teaching on the prayers of the Bible. So if you want to have a clear sense of the way people prayed in the Bible, which is our guide to all prayer, then you'll want to be in that class in room 127. But let's go back now to this question of, okay, if the Bible nowhere clearly defines prayer, how do we define it? What is it? And honestly, I feel like asking that question is kind of like asking, what is love? What is love? It's not that no one knows what love is, it actually everyone in every culture has some sense of what love on some level is. There's not really anyone who doesn't have a sense of what love is. And yet, if you try to stop and define love, it's really hard. It's really hard to describe it. It's more something that you do, that you see, that you experience. Defining it is pretty tricky. Prayer is just that same way. If you're a Christian, you have prayed, you do pray, you will pray. It is a part of the Christian life. Even if no one's ever defined for you what prayer even is, you do it. But let's for just one minute as we begin this quarter, try to define prayer a little better in our own minds. I want to take two definitions I've found. One I will call a minimal or a small definition, using the least words possible to define what prayer is, The other, I'll call it maximal, it's the big definition, comes from the Puritans. So, of course, it's big, it's got a lot of words in it. They're both useful, but I just want to start with them, and then we'll work on our definition. The small or minimal definition comes from Wayne Grudem. 
in his systematic theology, here's how he defines prayer. Prayer is personal communication with God. It's difficult to get more minimal than that, and I think that's accurate. Let's look at the maximal definition. This one comes from John Bunyan. This is from his work, A Discourse Touching Prayer. And at the beginning of that work, he defines prayer like this. Prayer is a sincere, sensible, affectionate pouring out of the heart or soul to God through Christ in the strength and assistance of the Holy Spirit for such things as God hath promised or according to the word for the good of the church with submission in faith to the will of God. (laughs) They don't write like the Puritans did, do they? I appreciate that. So there is John Bunyan's very maximal, very full definition, which really is not only defining prayer, but is listing out all of the essential elements to prayer, which of course you can read his discourse and find out more about those. So what should our definition of prayer be? You can do what you want with it. Take something more minimal, more maximal. Those are both very true definitions. I suppose the one thing I would add to Bunyan's is he does say we should pray for such things as God hath promised or according to the word. I don't think he would deny that we could pray also, for example, for a parking spot. You can do that, you know, or for something that scripture doesn't directly immediately promise with the understanding God doesn't have to give it, but we can ask for those things. That probably maybe would fit in according to the word because you're praying it, submitting to his will. I don't know. But apart from that little tidbit, I think those are both great definitions. Personally, I am a minimalist. It's just how I am. I guess it's generational. I don't know. I do like the shorter definitions, partly just because I'll remember them. So I would lean toward Grudem's prayer is personal communication with God. And honestly, personal communication is talking. So... I suppose we could say prayer is talking with God. As long as we understand that talking doesn't have to be externally uh, audible or verbal, we can pray in our hearts. We can pray just by thinking our prayers, of course. But it does seem at essence that prayer is talking with God. You could say prayer is talking to God because you don't hear him replying to you, which is one of the challenges of prayer. But as we'll talk about through these podcasts, number one, If you're using scripture in your prayers, it is more conversational as if you're talking to God and he's talking to you as he does through his word. Number two, if you have the Holy Spirit within you, which every believer does, as we'll see, the spirit within us is at work when we're praying. It's a bit mysterious exactly what he's doing, but he's involved as we're praying And so in that sense, it's not just us talking to God, but God is within us working as we're talking to him. So it is a bit more conversational, and we'll see more of that as we go along. And Paul Miller's book out there in the foyer also talks kind of about those dynamics too. So I'm just going to have my definition of prayer be talking with God. It's minimal and it's simple. But of course, the how-to and all the details that Bunyan shoves into his definition and more, we're going to talk about as we go along this quarter on this podcast, and of course, in the Sunday school and anything else connected to our quarterly focus. It might be in the past that you never even thought about what prayer actually was. 
You just did it, which is great. But may God help us all now by his grace to begin to think this way. <laughs>